You are listening to Three Moves Ahead, the official podcast of FlashOfSteel.com. I am your host, Troy Goodfellow, and I have a beer and will bring none to any of you. With me are my, is my usual panel, Tom and Chick. Hello, everyone. Uh, Troy, this doesn't apply to you, but Julian, Bruce, if I can get either of you a coffee, don't hesitate to let me know. And, and we should point out this is a coffee, not a cup of coffee. You were taken to task on this front. Yeah. Julian, that was that is Julian Murdoch, who who is drinking Hi, scotch, which requires no coffee. Thank you very much. And Bruce Garrick, who was just that zombies and vampires are totally different. Duh. Yes. Why do you bring up zombies? What makes you think of that? Well, I was just thinking about George Romero movies like uh, Monkey Shines that didn't have any zombies in it, and. Um, then hey, first of all, but, you you suck at radio. That was an awesome opportunity for segue into this week's show, and you blew it, Bruce. Uh, Before we get to this week's show, I do want to begin by announcing we have a winner in our Demigod contest, Mr. Joe Wajtus of Chicago, Illinois. Hey, uh, Joe, congratulations. Won the collector's edition of Demigod, and it will be uh, mailed out to him later this week. He sent me the address. He said in his email that he never wins anything, but people always say they never win anything. Well, Joe so, can no longer say that. This is true. Well, he could, he could lie. <laughs> Don't lie, Joe. We're watching you. And maybe also, by the time Joe, he gets it, Demigod will work. That'll be great. Oh, that was rude. Yes. It's true. But we're not going to be talking about Demigod this week. This week we have Plants vs. Zombies and Tower Defense Games. Oh, is zombies that why you brought up coming. zombies? Is that why you brought those up? Zombies are a little topical this week because of that, yes. Oh, I, so I mean, I, I talk totally about zombies a lot. I wasn't thinking that zombies were like this, like plants versus I did, totally missed that connection. I didn't really think of that. It's half of the equation. There you go. Yeah. Yes, for the last uh, couple of weeks, we've been playing Plants vs. Zombies, the latest game from PopCap. It is sort of a tower defense, uh, defense grid type game, only super cute. So, Julian, you've been saying you're not sure this is a tower defense game. Do you still think that? I. It certainly is a defense game, and it certainly does trace its roots back to you know all those mods for warcraft 3 uh you know where they send the creeps after you and you try to build up your defenses so i mean yeah that is the that core gameplay is there so i suppose just like you can take you know half the game industry and put it into the bucket of first person shooter because they're guns and it's first person i guess it fits that genre i i still contend and and I'll, I'll try to defend this. I think this is almost the best real-time Magic the Gathering implementation ever made. Oh, good God. I, it's oh, so good close. Lord. It's what? so close oh, to the card Lord. game I want it to be. Oh, for Pete's sake. Are you high? I'm totally Julian. serious. Oh, God. Who invited this clown? <laughs> <laughs> no, because to me, the, the Actually, really I do want to hear this, Julian. Part. So I'm, I'm intrigued. You have, uh, you've dropped your okay. thesis. I'm definitely intrigued. The interesting uh, part of the game to me is not the zombies are fun, right? I mean, they they all come in from the right hand side. They all have their own little abilities. You know, some of them jump, some of them fly, some of them swim. Whatever, they're they're cute. But Can I just mostly... make a quick a quick hold on, Julian? A quick stipulation: you have to defend your thesis without using the word fun. No, no, no. There's no fun involved. None at all. <laughs> and I, and I want to point out this is almost. I don't think it actually gets here, but I think it's almost the game that I want it to be. The really interesting part of this could have been almost is the resource management part 
because there there is a mini game in this, which is instead of just sort of letting your seed packets recharge to drop new towers down, new plants down, um, there's a mini game version of it, which has the the packet sort of rolling in on a conveyor belt, which is essentially dealing you cards out of a deck. And that it's like a sushi. Be, I showed it to a friend of mine, and he said it was like a sushi conveyor belt. Exactly. It's like all you can eat sushi. You just take the ones you want, and the other ones just stack up there and eventually spill out, and you've got fish everywhere, and it's horrible. But the problem is, I think that is by far the more interesting, more fun way to play that game. But you have no control. Oh, you over used the distribution. fun. You oh used God! Fun. Oh, I blew it. Oh. And interesting is a close second Interest. to fun as far uh, okay. as but like a my point is that if you've been able to construct <laughs> if you've been able to construct your deck as it were and really tweak the distribution for a given level sort of like you can in the main sort of classic recharge mode where you just get to recharge your tower before you can use it again I think uh, it was so close it was so close to just Okay let exactly me can I, I can I have a turn cuz I, I go ahead Tom so a quick question, Julian. Uh, we were provided, by the way, with, uh, with copies from PopCap. Thank you very much for that, PopCap. Uh, and it was a press copy where you just start it up and you can play normally, but you can also load profiles right. where you can look at what happens when you finish the what's called the adventure mode. Right. And the adventure mode is five different worlds, each with multiple levels, and you get to the end of that. And along the way, you're unlocking cute little things, and little mini games happen, like the sushi right. conveyor belt thing that, that Julian was talking about. So, Julian, and I'm not I'm not meaning this to like be accusatory or anything, but have you looked at some of the other profiles that that we got where you could look at a fully unlocked version? Of I, the game? I actually played and unlocked the entire game. I put in about okay. four, I put in about 14 hours on the game, so I finished adventure mode, and I finished. Well, so you know then that, that what happens when you finish the adventure mode is you've got all of these. Oh, My, yeah. It's great. Okay. It's, no, it's so, awesome. So that tower defense early game is, I think, only like half of it. That's this sort of gamer tax you have to pay to get to this staggering amount of just content and variations and twists and iterations yes. on the basic yes. formula. And I think that uh, the two... And I think the tower defense is only half of the game. And that's not really clear when you're first sitting down to play it and it plays like a typical tower defense game and now you get the pea shooter and then you get the double pea shooter and then you get the triple pea shooter and then right. you get the walnut. It, it unfolds very slowly, but where it goes is, is a, a very generous wide-ranging place absolutely I and i think that my my big concern for the game because i i mean obviously i plowed that much time into this game i don't plow that kind of time into anything except wow um and my concern is that they just released a demo for this game which basically gets you almost to the point where it gets interesting and i think they're going to lose so many like real strategy gamers because they're going to be sitting here saying, well, I don't see a lot of strategic depth to this. I mean, I can only shoot down one lane. The zombies only ever come in one lane. They never can get around my defenses, which is true from what I've seen that you get in the demo. Um, and the really interesting stuff happens either at, towards the end of the adventure mode, which is like five hours in, or after you've unlocked all that and you're playing um, the, the two main minigame modes, which one is called Vase Breaker, where you're actually sort of dealing with hidden information about what is coming out when and you have ways of manipulating that information uh, or this sort of more card-like model where cards just get handed to you and you have to sort of be thinking about what the distribution is. But again, you don't get to make your own distribution, which I think is the big miss. So, Bruce... But I think that's, that's wrong, Julie. I'm sorry. I, before I want to hear from Bruce because I want to hear what the 
the resident curmudgeon thinks. But but I think that's wrong, Julian, because you do get to pick. There there are definitely like survival modes where you pick what you're going in with once you've unlocked all the cards. Yes, uh, but the, but you're you just, not getting that you're not getting that card mechanic where you get to sort of stack up and say, okay, well I'm gonna I'm gonna put in a bunch of sunflowers because I know I'm gonna put in a bunch of really heavy resource <laughs> cards later, and I want to make sure that I get them out at the same time. But it's not a it's not a CCG though. It I mean, could it's not have a been. Card. It's so close. <laughs> Any game could have been a CCG. That's not really a <laughs> chess. The CCG. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. I, I cut. I cut you off. Twice, no, you so, didn't. Uh, I've talked too much already. But anyway, I I love it. I think it's very strategic. I agree. I think that the real strategy comes five, six, seven hours into this game, um, and and I I hope that they keep expanding what you can do with it because I think there's some great pieces underneath it. I want to hear what Bruce has to say because I know he hates yeah. the dolphins. No, I, I you know I only have really two complaints about the game. I mean, the first one is that I think it would play a lot better turn-based. And then, second of all, I think they totally dropped the whole opportunity they had to sort of flesh it out. Because the thing that I'm more interested in is, like, you know, how does, you know, how do the sunflowers feel about, like, the snow peas and, like, the, <laughs> the walnuts? Like, if they, how do they... They, you know, God, how did they get there and what were they thinking about? And you want more story. More a, yeah, more of a story where, where it was sort of explain their origins, you know, how the like the double pea shooters got to be double pea shooters. And then, you know, maybe they, they would be like a love story between like a like a renegade zombie and one of the plants. And then, you know, I mean, there's so there's so much stuff that, that could go on that that doesn't. And I think it's a real missed opportunity. So well, Julian the- wants it to be a CCG. Bruce wants it to be a romance novel slash RPG. A JRPG. <laughs> he wants it to be a JRPG, a turn-based Japanese role-playing yeah. game. Well, maybe, but maybe Bioware can make the next one, and that'll give <laughs> Bruce all the uh, romance he needs. Now, Troy, yeah, also, what do you, what do you want it to be? I'm sorry, Bruce. You also what? Go ahead. No, I, I just felt it just wasn't very historic accurate, but that's always my complaint. <laughs> so go ahead, Troy. Yeah, what um, game is Bruce? That's not a fair complaint. Name one game that's historically accurate. That's, Diner that's not Dash, about- which, by the way, is a much better game than this. All right. Okay. You, so Diner I take Dash it you really don't like this game. No, actually, you know what? It, it's not that I don't like it. I mean, I I I did not get through the whole game to the uh, to I played the profiles. Um, so I I you know I don't really know what happens you know towards the end and what you know what the story and you know, what the I don't. Don't give me any spoilers. Um, but, uh, yeah, I really, I did like the smash, the uh, vase kind of thing. And also the, uh, by the way, I totally didn't get, like, I completely didn't get the idea that the cards would stack up when they came off that conveyor belt. Because I figured that it was like, you used you know, them. Yeah, I th- well, I thought, that w- I thought it was like, you know, all, you know, uh, you know, it was like a conveyor belt simulation, which is that. If stuff goes out off, you know, on a conveyor belt, it also goes off the conveyor belt. Right. Gone yeah, forever. It was, exactly. It was. It was, it yeah. was you, it. you didn't get yeah. that it was a hand so, of cards. Exactly. I totally didn't get that. I thought it was like seriously. I thought it was like some kind of like engineering, you know, conveyor belt simulation, and so therefore I had to use the cards immediately. And I played it like that for a long time without until I think I actually, you know, what happened? Somebody called me on the phone. And I thought, oh, whatever. And so I just let the game go, and then I got on the phone, and then I looked back up, and all the cards were all stacked up. I was like, what? how did that happen? And I realized what the, what the actual story was. But, um, yeah, I, I do like that, um, 
that part of the game uh, much better than the sort of pedestrian uh, tower defense mode. And by the way, it's not a tower defense mode because if you think about a tower, you can attack a tower from all sides. So you cannot call this a tower defense game. Uh, I think the miners go up under and attack from behind. That's so true. I just shot a hole in your theory. And uh, some of them uh, explode the side to side. Over. Yeah. But they wow. don't attack from the other side. Like, as far as technically attacking from the left yeah. of the screen, I think... And don't so get me started, don't get me started the on the minivan, because the minivan will really, really fuck you up. You, uh, so there's also... I don't know if you guys have seen this. I haven't unlocked it this far, but just from poking around in the profiles they gave us... And I finally stopped because I was like, there's so much cool stuff in here. I want to unlock it on my own. I want to just advance my own profile and stop sort of using these cheater profiles. Right. But did you guys know there's an option, and Bruce, you will appreciate this because I know you love seeing both sides of issues. There's an option to play the zombies. Yes. Do you know Really? That? Oh, I yes. just totally didn't know that. It's not very fun. this from the side of the zombie. Oh. Julian, you just used the F word again. Oh, God. Uh, I think it's totally fun. There, really? I just I just refuted your I just refuted your claim. By the way, you cannot refute that. Uh, you can play the zombies, uh, and yes, it is fun, quote unquote. But uh, you can't it's compelling. Play, but there's no. I don't see a way to make this really multiplayer because the zombies are so limited. Well, it's not a multiplayer game. No, but I, but I want it to be. CCG. I want everything to be multiplayer. But I know you want everything to be a multiplayer CCG. Fun. I understand a that. Fun <laughs> multiplayer CCG. Right. <laughs> There's also, like, for instance, have you guys seen the, uh, it's called Begooled. Yeah, The little bejeweled twist. Yes, uh, very thing funny. In there. No, I haven't gotten, I'm, I'm trying to unlock everything, too, and I have not gotten that far. You know what? I feel bad for even saying it, because that discovering that kind of stuff, I feel, is the real value of the game. Yeah. What starts out is, like, five hours of this sort of rote, slow-moving tower defense becomes this really this game about all these these really cool discoveries like the bejeweled twist clone that's still the tower defense gameplay but you've just got a random field of defenses and you can do the little bejeweled twist move to turn four of them and when you match them they drop out and you're trying to match a certain number of them while the zombies are advancing across the field uh and And they just do so many clever things with this that you would never know I have to give them so much credit for for taking the time to do that because um, I I actually talked to to George Fan, the designer, for the piece I'm putting up tomorrow at Gamers with Jobs, and and he said that they basically about a year ago said, okay, well, we're done, but we've got all these kind of ideas that we thought might be fun to bolt in as mini games later, and they actually made the choice to delay the game until they finished all of these other ideas, and I'm so glad that they did because I think they're really more fun than the main game. Yeah, the main game is, I mean, and, and I, I, I feel bad kind of bashing it because, like you said, it, it, it is clever and the sort of progression of finding stuff out. And, and, and the, I remember the first time I, I played one of the mini games, I thought, wow, I mean, is there a way to go play that again? Um, and then I found out, of course, about the unlock, uh, uh, the unlock, the profile that we got that we could you could unlock everything or everything was unlocked and it was sort of a moot point but um i mean i think the game is very creative i think that um there's constant sort of as you go through the game there are constant points where you think wow that was a really clever idea um but there's just not enough of it per unit time spent playing the game for me to sort of keep going and the only reason i really kept going was 
that we were doing this podcast, and uh, so I sort of had a. Well, I, I think felt that's I needed the, to get through it. That's that's part of it being a quote unquote casual game. I mean, that's that that I think is one of the issues with it is that for for somebody who's played a lot of strategy games, it's it's not necessarily going to keep your uh, you know your intellect brimming with ideas and conflict for seven hours when you're getting going. I mean, it's not. I would, I would, I, I disagree I mean, I a bit, Julian, because I think it's not so much a facet of being a casual game as it's a facet of being a tower defense game. This is how tower defense games normally work, and it's one of my problems with them. And I know, Troy, you are not a huge fan of tower defense games. I am games, not. Right? So, but I think, Julian, it's not. Casual games are much better about having a sort of an immediate hook. Whereas this doesn't have that, if you don't like tower defense games, I think you're going to have a hard time breaking through to seeing how generous they are with the content. And I would be curious, Troy, was that an obstacle for you, knowing that you're not a fan of tower defense games? That was one of me. I mean, it's a it's a very well. I want to say some positive stuff first. This is a very well done game. Uh, I love its sense of humor. I love its art. I like its pacing. Um, but after like a while, pacing. you can only lay so many sunflowers. You can only beat off so many hordes of zombies, and I really looked forward to the unlocking. I mean, like you, Tom, every little new prize, every little new cookie was a big deal for me because it was something new and different. I actually enjoyed the bowling game, the walnut bowling mini game, <laughs> more than the core tower defense stuff because it is clearly it is more casual, it is simpler. Um, there's a it's lot more less fun. Stress and, there's a lot less stress involved, and I'm beginning to wonder if this is actually a casual game at all. And I, th- I think it's like a somebody who just is really individual. I would, what did that kind of person who's not a normal gamer? What do they think of trying to go through a tower defense game progression? Like, well, will it turn them off, or will those cookies really keep them moving through those first five hours? I, I don't know the answer. I, I don't know. I mean, how, how will they put Puzzle Quest to do in Puzzle Quest Galactrix compared to other Bejeweled games? I mean, I guess that will be the nearest analog. Yeah. 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 Probably. Probably. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, but the AI in that game is broken. <laughs> <laughs> so I it hear cheats. it cheats. Puzzle Quest cheats. Uh, what? Um, so, what tower defense games? I would be curious. Have you guys played and liked or not liked? For instance, in Tro- Troy, have you tried a lot of tower defense games? I've played. Uh, I've played a few of them. I haven't tried Defense Grid on XBLA, but I mean, I've tried Desktop Tower Defense. I've tried a bunch of the mods uh, for Warcraft 3 that are tower defense themed. And I was talking with uh, Ryan Quo today. Ryan is the copy editor for Crispy Gamer. And I mentioned to him we'd be talking about this. And I, he's a big defense grid guy. And I asked him, well, what's, what do you like about these defense grid games, these tower defense games? And he says, and when it comes to real-time strategy games, he likes to turtle. And to him, it's all about turtling. It's about building up these defenses and stopping whatever comes and for him tower defense defense grid games are just turtling and it's his favorite part of strategy games altogether so he gets to see the hordes come and beat them off um i, I guess that's the appeal for a lot of people it's the it, i mean it, it's the alamo it's omdurman it's uh custer's last stand you're beating off the hordes and building up your defenses as you go along uh, in the classic tower defense you upgrade your towers it's a persistent map and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger um something that uh plants versus zombies doesn't have and for me what i don't like about it is i i guess it's the repetitiveness of it 
Now, yeah. you say it doesn't have persistence, but I think it does, and this touches a little on Julian's, uh, I feel, uh, ill-conceived comparison to Magic the Gathering. But there is persistence in the sense that you're gathering up different defenses, and they're in right. the form of cards, which is why it sort of looks like Magic. But, but, but it isn't a persistent map, like in desktop tower defense. Oh, I see. Fair enough. Right, right. Where you, have, you build your towers, and those towers are there for every wave that comes after that. Uh, you have to build new flowers every time the zombies come. Same lawn, same pool, same roof. You got to plant those little suckers all over again. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is now, very much a simple. I mean it's like almost like a board game. I mean you're playing on a very defined grid. Um, it, it, there's no which is fine. I mean, it's not that I don't like repetitive games. I mean, I I love Bejeweled. If you check my Facebook profile, <laughs> you'll see that I'm hooked on Bejeweled Blitz. I mean, it's like a one minute Bejeweled game, and I'll sit there and play it for 15 minutes at a time, trying to get top score, which I have uh, this week, by the way. <laughs> and you're so proud. Hey, 215,000 points in a minute. Try to beat that. Um, but there's just something with the whole tower defense theme that just does not grab me. I'm not sure what See, that I, is. I've, I've always kind of been into it. I mean, I first, I think like most people, I probably first discovered tower defense as like mods to like Warcraft 3 or, I mean, I think every RTS has probably had uh, tower defense mods at this point. Um, but I mean, I really got hooked on desktop tower defense, which I think was, it was probably one of the first sort of real. Uh, sort of caught the world on fire internet meme of tower defense, and that was like two years ago. And yeah, so, so Stephen Totillo of uh, MTV Multiplayer, it was his game of the year for 2007. And it was, and, and I've still gone back and played it, and they've, they've continued to upgrade it. So, I mean, it's not, it's like, I don't know, version 27 now or something like that. Um, and I really, I, I do find something really compelling about it. I think how it gets implemented determines how compelling it is to keep going back. Because if it never changes, then that's kind of boring. But I think the better desktop tower games have, uh, or tower defense games have some variation in them. You get, you know, you can earn different units. You have some level of persistence, like you do with Plants vs Zombies. There are a bunch of really great ones for mobile platforms. I mean, the iPhone has about a million uh, tower defense games. A couple of which are really, really good. Um, field are you runners. sure about that? I don't. I don't think there are any tower defense games on the iPhone. <laughs> are there? I don't think they've anybody's tried that yet. I but that's an interesting like idea. The most compl- the most clogged genre on iPhone right now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but um, but but like Field so, Runners, which I think was the first and is probably still the best tower defense game on the iPhone. I think it's the best sell- best selling iPhone game yet. Which what's is it called? Big Murray. It's Field Field, field Runners. Runner. And it's super field simple. Field runners? Field runners. Little guys run across a field and you shoot them with your towers. It's really complicated. Um, and huh. it's really a simple, it's a simplistic implementation of tower defense, but it's just well done, right? And it's and it's addictive enough to keep you going. So, I don't know. I, I think there's I a ton. If I, want, if I want guys running across the field for me to kill, I, I want Pickett's Charge. I want a bunch of Confederates coming at me with bayonets that I can blow away. Yeah, but wouldn't you rather be the Confederates? I mean... No, not politically, but I mean, wouldn't you rather be the heroic moron charging the entrenched battlements? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, my favorite actually tower defense game is this uh, hex board game uh, that's turn based called Downtown, which is uh, a simulation of the uh, air war over uh, North Vietnam. And uh, you can either play as the Allies and uh, uh, bomb North Vietnam. Or you can play as the uh, allies. I mean, 
But it wasn't just the United States bombing North Vietnam? Well, no, it wasn't. That, w- didn't, it was uh, a coalition South- of the willing. Didn't South Korea and uh, Australia and... Nor- and uh, Australia, that's right. That's, they, they, they're they always sent, the they sent troops. To, they, 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 they sent, sent troops. They weren't flying. I'm well, sure no, Fiji I mean, they were the allies. Well. I mean, we were on the same side. I mean, they represented freedom. All right, I mean, all right, well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Poland, Italy. You know, how could I forget Poland? Yeah, you better not, buddy. So, uh, um, you know, you can represent... Us or you Them. can play as the you know North Vietnamese and you know the Russian uh, radar technicians, and uh, you know set up your defenses and then just wait for uh, the Americans to come bomb you, and uh, that's just that part of the game. I just I have no interest in well, first of all, I have no interest in playing a bunch of Reds, but uh, <laughs> second thing, I have no interest in playing a static defense and that's the thing i really don't like about tower defense games is that you end up playing the static defense you can't do anything you can't develop anything uh it's even different from uh or like a real-time strategy game where you're turtling because you actually get to research things and build better things as time goes on but here well, you that's sort actually of have- that's a good point in the different tower defense games and i've come up with a short list here which we don't have to get to but it's just i i have certain things that i look for in tower defense games. I haven't played that many of them. I'm kind of like you, Troy. I'm not a big fan of them. But one of the things that I don't like about tower defense games is what is there for me to do other than sit here and watch things rush at my defenses. Uh, I look for a tower defense to give me something to do during the action, whether it's, Bruce, you mentioned tech trees. That's one thing. Uh, there's all, What you're given to do in Plants vs. Zombies is to click on the little sun drops. And it's that sort of pop cap uh, philosophy is uh, let's give somebody something simple to do. I mean, there's there's no hot key for collecting the sun drops. Right. Uh, that's that, that's your task. You that's do, your busy I, I, work. I certainly found myself spending a fair amount of time like digging up and upgrading to to better defenses as the game went along. And that's that's the busy work you're given in a lot of tower defense games right. too. Is that you sometimes have to re- replace your defenses or adjust them. Uh, so that's that. I, I think too. There's a there's a great, I say great in my limited experience. There's a tower defense game I really like called, and I had to write the name of it down because it's a really generic name, Savage Moon. There, uh, it's for the PlayStation Three, and one of the things you do is you have these global sliders that change your attack power, your defense power, and how much money you get for killing something. So while you're playing, you can adjust these things, and it's this sort of sense of being interactive with the game while it's happening. Does it really play well on the console? I mean, I play play Pixel Junk Monsters, which is the other tower defense game on the PS3. I just felt like it controlled so poorly. I felt so out of touch with what was going on. Well, and that gives you that one. You have to run your little man around, if I'm not mistaken. Does he he repair stuff? So that's your task there is you're like – you're opening one drawer and another one closes or vice versa. I mean, that's this – your little dude, you have to run him around and do stuff. And I, I was never a big fan yeah, of I didn't. pixel junk monsters myself. Is, um, so is, is Savage Moon that uh, that tower defense game based on Harvest Moon where you get attacked <laughs> by cows and stuff? Uh, no, Neil Young comes after you. Nice! <laughs> it's so awesome! Uh, you know what, so I love another that. one that I really like, which gives you something to do, this might be, I, would, I won't say my favorite, but this is the one tower defense game that I could see myself really playing. There's another one on the PlayStation 3, and, and yes, Julian, I think Savage Moon does control well. This one does as well. It's called, hold on, let me look up the name. I had to write this down as well. Comet Crash. 
uh, for the PlayStation 3. And this one has... Combat Crash, that stars Bruce Willis as a Texas oil driller, right? Uh, no, that's with Max von Sydow and uh, David Duchovny's wife. Oh, okay. <laughs> T. Leone, that's who I was trying to think of. Uh, and in Comet Crash, you are buying towers and you're dropping them, but you're also building up little factories that accumulate offensive forces, and every now and then you have to decide when to lose your offensive forces to cross the map and try to get into the other guy's tower. It's like a true head-to-head tower defense game where part of the resource management is how much do you save up for an army and when do you let loose that army and what kind of army do you build based on what the other guy is building. Uh, So those are examples of tower defense games that have twists that to me are a better hook. So I, I have think. I have my own version of what I thought. It, it, like let's let's expand the boundary here of what tower defense really means. And did any of you guys play much DefCon from Introversion? Yeah. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I, I like where you're going. I like where you're so going. Run to with me. It. A lot of what I loved about DefCon, I realized, is what I love about tower defense games, which is this long sort of strategic buildup. Where you're trying to figure out, like, oh, okay, well, you know, am I going to build air bases here? Am I going to put, uh, you know, missile silos there? Am I going to put anti-aircraft there? Um, and and it, it's it's a big stretch to say it's a tower defense game, obviously, because you're you're truly playing sort of on a global stage. Um, but you really have a very very limited number of units. Um, it is primarily defensive in nature because it's really much more about survival. Although ultimately you have to win by killing everybody else. Um, and it has all of the same sort of turtling features, which I think may be what makes me like tower defense. Cause I like that, that sort of that part of it, like figuring out where on the map I'm going to control and, and, and how to control it and what units to use and where to invest my resources without dealing with the constant micromanaging of combat that I find sometimes wearing in a regular RTS. Yeah. I like the DEF CON connection. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think a it's a much more conventional RTS though. Yeah. Of course. But it is a yeah, bit yeah. like the, the, the comic crash one that I'm talking about where you've got, you, you set up your defenses, but then you also have an offensive uh, element to the game that you have to worry about as well. And right. it's all about determining when you make the strike. Cause you don't want to expose right, exactly. yourself. Right. Uh, yeah. DEF CON is all about who blinks first. Yeah. Well, and it's also crime. about screwing your neighbor. I mean, to me, that's ultimately a game about negotiation. That's a game we should do multiplayer. We totally should do that game multiplayer. God, I love that game. Why haven't I played that game in the last six months? So, so another thing I look for with tower defense games, and I think uh, Plants vs. Zombies fails miserably on, on this regard, is how quickly, how long is it until you get all the tools of the gameplay? Uh, you know, how many of these, okay, now play with the basic turret. Now play where you can upgrade the basic turret one notch. Now play where you get the air defense turret. Now play where you can upgrade the air defense turret one notch. Now play where you can upgrade the basic turret two notches. I mean, that stuff just kills my interest level. Because it's sort of like, I, I know how tower defense games work. Give me more tools to play with. Let me have more of the toys. Uh, and, and that's something that I have a hard time with. And that's one reason I'm not crazy about a lot of tower defense games is they just all seem so compelled to, to introduce you to one toy at a time so that you're not overwhelmed. Uh, certainly Plants vs. Zombies does that. Well, Plants vs. Zombies takes it even to the next level, where they're introducing new toys for you that you have to learn. Meanwhile, they're introducing two new zombies you have to kill. Um, you're seeing balloon zombies before you get the cactuses you need uh, to kill them. So you're thinking, that's how do I stop true. this? That's Wait, not that's true. not true, that's Troy. That's not true. Well, 
certainly felt like it. <laughs> <laughs> Not that well, he's what, what might happen, Troy, is that you might it, it, it it's completely willing to let you start a level without a necessary defense. <laughs> it's completely willing to yeah. let you start a level and make bad choices. Yes. Well, uh, although it does give you some hints. I mean, if you try to play a level with a pool without anything that can go in the pool, it'll tell you. You're right. It does stop you, and it says, are you sure you want to do that? All right. <laughs> it'll tell you, I think, on the roof, if you go on the roof and you try to play without any uh, uh, without any pots, I think it tells you. And I think if you're playing on any of the fog levels, all of which have aerial combatants, and you don't bring anything that can stop them, that'll all, they'll tell you then, too. Uh, another thing that I look for that, that can kill my interest level how long does a basic match take? Because part of tower defense games is that you can get to the very end and you haven't built your defenses well enough and you lose. And you've played 10 minutes. Of course, there's no... There's basically, in, in most tower defense games, there's no save point. Uh, so how long is the scenario and how much of my time have I wasted if I make the wrong choice? Uh, and, and I think Plants vs. Zombies is pretty good about that because I haven't really had any... So far, I haven't seen any like super long slogs. Well, no, I feel it's, like it's, also- it's it's also. I think we should point out it's easy. I mean, I never died. I ne- I never once well, the, had the, the zombies first show time, up in my well, house. The first time you go through adventure mode is easy, but you'll know once you finish adventure mode. If you start over, it takes up some of your slots with random cards. You know, when you Ooh, replay adventure there. mode. Yeah, yeah. When you replay Adventure Mode, uh, Crazy Dave or whatever his name is, he shows up and he's like, "Okay, play this adventure." And by the way, here are your first three cards, <laughs> and they might be just terrible stuff that is going to be of no use to you. Uh, and certainly, the survival mode gets crazy and hard. And I guess that goes on a long time. I think um, the survival mode just, goes on until you die. That's the yeah, only well, yeah, time so I died. It goes on as long as you're good enough to live. Yeah. Right. Uh, one another one that, that gets mentioned a lot that I wasn't crazy about because it is to me an example of, and and I don't mean this so much as a criticism as an observation, but it's a really vanilla, straight up by the numbers tower defense game that I think is very it's doing fairly well. Uh, defense grid, and I think Troy, you mentioned that earlier. Yeah, Ryan Quo told me that he was a big player of it. Um, I haven't tried it on XBLA and uh, on Steam, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's very polished. It looked, uh, and it I, it looked pretty and boring, the which is why I haven't played it. Did you just say boring? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's kind of like fun, but the opposite. Uh, it, it, I mean, it's if you like tower defense games, it's great. But but one of, oh, I was going to say, so one of the things it does that I was like, okay, this is interesting, but I don't think it works. There are save points. So you're playing a, a, a session of defense grid, and you get to a certain point, and it saves the game. And then you keep going and you die, so it reverts you to your save. But I'm wondering, and I haven't really tested this, what if you've made bad decisions up to that save? Can you, can you, in effect, keep beating your head in that game? That's one of the problems with having a saved game in a tower defense game. Yeah, I can see uh, that. I mean, that's the nice thing about Plants vs. Zombies is it is really discrete chunks. I mean, none of those levels last more than a few minutes. Right. Time your cat's meowing. Did you guys hear that? He's saying oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> Uh, Troy, you had uh, so you had mentioned Pickett's Charge. Uh, I don't think you said Rourke's Drift, but you were gonna you were gonna tell us some real world <laughs> instances. I was kind of yeah. joking about that, but it's, there's kind of the appeal of you know the, making a last stand against a horde of attackers. And Pickett's Charge is a good example. The Alamo, I think, is the standard American example. Uh, uh, Omdurman against the Mahdi's army in the Sudan. The idea that he few defenders are holding off attacker after attacker after attacker, and sometimes you lose, like the Alamo. 
And there's a kind of a heroic, you know, insanity to that that I think is part of the appeal of the tower defense. Um, last week uh, in the post-show sh- uh, chat, uh, Julian mentioned Helm's Deep. It's the same idea, that there's something heroic about holding off attacker after attack. I think that's part of why zombie movies are so attractive to a lot of people. You're the last bastion of civilization against a menace you can't stop. And I think Plants vs. Zombies kind of works against that because it is relatively easy. You can stop the zombies. And right. the zombies are cute. And they are killed by sunflowers. But didn't that last zombie movie that George Romero made kind of like try to make an accommodation with the zombies? Like, you know, who are we okay, to judge first their of zombie all, lifestyle? Kind of first of all, Mr. Garrick. Uh, that, That's the Dr. Last Garrick, by the way. Just, Doctor, just excuse me. Just in there. <laughs> that, <laughs> not just any doctor. He, he, he has a, a, a doctorate in zombology. I was going to say, you know, he's obviously not a doctor in zombology because the last movie George Romero made was Diary of the Dead and not Land of the Dead. Uh, the, the Land of the Dead, the zombie detente that was achieved at the end of Land of the Dead was uh, applied. There was a revisionist history in Diary of the Dead where they erased that, just so you know. Really? Uh, yeah. So the zombie detente didn't just watch Diary of the Dead doesn't exist anymore. So we, we can hate They zombie. could really incorporate that into the game, couldn't they? Where you just like kind of just the plants were like, hey, you know, why 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 are we always fighting? You know, why are they fighting? Yeah, and what is it? I, it I doesn't tell you. I, there, got, there has to be a story. I mean, I don't. I totally don't understand. If I just knew the motivation. Oh come on! Right at the front, Crazy Dave says, "There's a zombie on your lawn," and it was supposed to be called Lawn of the Dead in the beginning, which would have been such a better title. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. That's the story. There's a zombie on your lawn. What else do you need? But why are the plants stopping the zombies? Yeah, exactly. Why don't? Why not? Am I, am I too lazy to stop them myself? Well, yeah, you know, what are you doing the whole time? According <laughs> according to George Fan, it all started because this was originally envisioned as a sequel to Insane Aquarium, where the aliens came down to eat fish, and now they were going to come down and eat vegetables. Ah, and they turned into oh, zombies because nice. the zombies yeah. move slow because he wanted it to move like on a grid from right to left, and it needed to move slowly enough for you to do resource collection. So you needed a slow moving enemy. And therefore, yeah. Zombies. So the thing that it's interesting that the zombies never think to use salt water, since I know that that like kills giant plants. At least that's been documented, I think, in film. Wow. <laughs> it's interesting too that the zombies move from right to left, except kind for of like one. Harlan Specter. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. Yeah, uh, uh, I was saving that anyway. And also, yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> except well, for yeah, one zombie who goes both there. ways, right? Yeah. Kind of like Barney Frank. Oh, I, no, it's not even right. I'm sorry. You know what? Back up. Rewind. Oh God, I can't believe I said that. That was terrible and wrong too. I don't think. Okay. I don't think he, he goes one way. Yeah, I know. And that's that's and terrible. I, yeah. I, and I oh, think we're God. keeping that. Yeah, that just. Shows oh no, you. no. If, if we could cut out Troy talking about teabagging, can I just erase it? That? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, segue. Uh, can we apply thinking about tower defense games to things like? And I don't know Politics? how much you guys are into this. We've already done that. It didn't work. Uh, can we apply it to things like Horde Mode in Gears of War 2 or, the, or, or Resident Evil 5? You know, the, or Left 4 Dead, for instance. I don't even know what you're talking survival, about. Survival Mode and Left 4 Dead. Yeah. So, yeah, Survival Mode yeah. and Left 4 Dead is a new mode they added where you've got four players and they, they have a little bit of time to set up defenses with you know, ca- cans of gasoline and the, the propane tanks and whatnot. And they pick right. up their weapons. They figure out the best place to stand. And then you press a button and it starts the zombie onslaught. 
And you've got you and those four people using those resources trying to live for as long as you can. Right. That's kind of a tower defense. It is, it? but I, 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 I find I it an exercise in delayed, frustrating failure, you know? I think there's a... Th- I think horde mode in Gears of War Two is, you know, this, this a similar idea. They're they're coming, and you've got to get in the posi- best position to stop them. I've played some of that um, with some friends, and they say the game eventually broke down to do, into whose turn was it to revive me? Uh, <laughs> I'm dying all over the place. Uh, but there is a go ahead, Troy. I'm sorry, but it is the same idea. Um, I would think. I, I, I you you do need to have to give the player something to do to follow uh, Chick's laws of tower defense. <laughs> um, there has to be enough variety, but the sessions themselves can't be especially long. There has to be a break in there uh, for the players to catch their breath and regroup. So I don't see why it wouldn't uh, be a good analog. And there's resource management even. Yeah. You know, where where are you? How close are you to the ammo replenishment? In Gears of War 2, it's specifically about where do specific weapons yep. spawn. Uh, what monsters drop what weapons? Um, right. If if you yeah. only had a hand of cards, it would be perfect. <laughs> you could, <laughs> could hold a hand of cards while you're playing. Uh, I'd probably be better because like, I'm so bad. If I'm using both hands on the controller, I should clearly take one <laughs> off. Bruce, you you mentioned uh, why this might be a dumb question. Why is a game about the air war in Vietnam called Downtown? Oh, because if you were. Uh, Bombing Hanoi was considered going downtown. That was the term. Okay. Okay. I mean, because you could bomb, obviously, other parts of North Vietnam that weren't. There were the the uh, air space around Hanoi was some of the most heavily defended airspace ever. So if you went, if you tried to penetrate that, it was uh, termed going downtown. And then and you now- could get, end up at the Hanoi Hilton, by the way. So just, yeah. Anyway, on your regularly scheduled strategy game podcast. But then, then aren't there... there- for me, bringing everything around to computer games, there were those like Air War in Europe games, like USAAF and whatnot. Those uh-huh. are similar, right? You set up your the German player sets up their defenses, and then no, the not, player, not at all. No? Because, the, because the difference is that um, the uh, defenses in uh, those games, and, spe- and by the way, uh, Troy, what's the uh, game that uh, uh, d- d- defending the Reich? If, yes, yes, exactly. Exact yes. Good call, Troy. The yeah. HPS, uh, the very good uh, HPS. Uh, yeah, here's the difference there. Uh, the difference is that in downtown, I mean, the, the defense of uh, of um, North Vietnam was, well, to some extent, largely surface-to-air missiles. So, whereas the defense of uh, Germany against the Allied bombers was all fighters. So that's a much more. I mean, you can you can uh, stage your fighters. You can you know move them to different places. Where the missiles, the whole point is that you don't know where they are, or the attacker doesn't know where they are, and then they basically they're inactive, so that they don't have a radar profile, and then you they launch and then hopefully catch the uh, catch the attacker unaware. But um, it's it's very static. It's very st- much more static uh, than in uh, one of these um, uh, World War II uh, defense games are there uh alamo or rourke's drift war games oh, of games? course oh yeah. yeah there's actually a game called rourke's drift um yeah yeah of, of course i mean and those are obviously much less interesting because one person and, and those are really not interesting because one side just basically has a setup and then doesn't move right <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, waiting defense. to die awesome. yes <laughs> right <laughs> 
But, I mean, you don't even, with, with the tower defense sort of stuff, I mean, like this, with Plants vs. Zombies, which I, I need to, once again, emphasize, I don't think it's a bad game. Right. Uh, I think it's, you know, I, I think it's very clever in many ways, and, uh, I mean, I did enjoy the time that I played it. I, unfortunately, don't have really much time to play games at all, and so um, it's it's, it's got to be a really, I mean, you'd have to basically have a computerized version of Downtown uh, with really, really good AI for me to, uh, to spend a lot of time with that. But um, the um, uh, the problem with a board game that's sort of a, a tower defense kind of thing, as opposed to this Plants uh, vs. Zombies, is Plants vs. Zombies you at least get to place your, I mean, you're constantly thinking about where to put new things and whatever. With a board game, you have it set up, you have your stacks of guys, and then you just start rolling, you know, defensive fire every turn. And it's just, that's really, really, really boring. Yes. So, is there a single player uh, board war game? Like, like, could you, like, I would, I could imagine a game like an Alamo thing where you set up your defenders and then you, like, roll dice and use charts and whatnot. Yeah, like, RAF. you don't have another player. All right. But that's a really good game. And the difference there, once again, once again, is that there's a lot of resource management and sort of, uh, I mean, you can, you can move your aircraft around. Um, yeah, RAF is actually a great solitaire game. And they actually made another, there's several solitaire board games, board war games based on the Battle of Britain. Uh, because um, you can you can sort of set up one side of that battle as being kind well, of and, and automated. Any any classic yeah. chit war game that has any good solitaire at all tends to have those kinds of solitaire scenarios, right? I mean, almost by definition, they can't be all that dynamic on the other side of the solitaire. I mean, the good ASL solitaire scenarios are all sort of entrenched fortifications, right? Right. Correct. Uh, although ambush, I mean, yeah, it's a little, it's, yeah. a, so that's a little, it's a little more dynamic. But that's because they have very set sort of. They, they go to a lot of trouble, uh, trouble to um, script things so that uh, I mean, you have to have a lot of rules that that sort of break the traditional war game uh, dynamic. And a carrier actually by Victory Games. Um, talk about a talk about a dinosaur. A, a carrier. Uh, carrier warfare game totally solitaire totally uh uh, hexagon little cardboard counter game that you can much more easily play and actually much less interestingly play uh, on the computer with things like uh, the new version of carriers of war Mm -hmm. so we've come to the conclusion that defense is boring i know (laughs) i think it's fun I, i vote fun i vote fun you're not allowed to say fun (laughs) <laughs> I vote fine as long as it gives you something to do during your, you know, as long as you've got some activity to do while the onslaught is happening, as long as the match doesn't take too long and penalize you for making bad, uh, thereby penalize you for making bad choices, uh, as long as you get all the tools fairly quickly, and especially if there's some kind of twist, like the multiplayer in uh, Comet Crash, I had to look that up, uh, then I vote fun. I can't believe you're using the word fun, and I can't even feel your virtual tongue and your virtual cheek. I'm making See, air what you say, But, Julian, here's the, here's the thing. What you can say is that that's totally not fun. And then, yeah. I mean, he's stoned. I mean, he, there's nothing that he can true. say. <laughs> that's he's true. He's totally hosted. I, but I, that, I, that I, is, I think defense games, I think turtling, and I think tower defense and defense-based games can be totally fun. And I think Plants vs. Zombies is totally fun. So do we think we have another hit here for PopCap? This, can, this isn't going to be a bejeweled-sized hit or a peggle-sized hit, is it? No, definitely. No, 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 no. That's, 
No. Yeah, because hearing no Bruce talk about it, like what the people who just jump into Bejeweled and start turning jewels and making awesome things happen, you know, like Bruce could totally get into Bejeweled, but someone, there, it, Plants vs. Zombies in a way is a lot more demanding. So yeah, I wonder what that will do to its commercial success. I don't know. I, I think uh, that they... I think they're smart that they're releasing it right now for PC and Mac. I think they're brilliant for releasing it for Mac because by definition, you've got like a million guys out there who don't have anything else to buy, right? So, <laughs> so they're going to sell a million copies right there just because. Um, they should put it out on the iPhone because there aren't any tower defense games on the iPhone. Totally. Yeah, when are they going to fix that? I know. <laughs> they'll fix it someday. Um, but no, yeah. I think I think it'll follow the classic PopCat pattern, which is it'll be out for a little while. They'll release an expansion. It'll show up on mobile platforms. I, I, it's just not that complicated a game now that it's already coded. I mean, I can't imagine that they can't put it out on every platform known to man within six months. Well, I look I mean, forward to the DS version. Yeah. The inevitable. No, I'm getting a DS because I'm getting no, I, no, no. I'm not getting a DS. I'm getting a. I'm getting the Altoona, Pennsylvania game. <laughs> Did you really order that? Yes. So just to uh, update people, we had a, a podcast on collectible card games, and my choice for my favorite, because it's just a straight-up port of a very good collectible card game system, is Warhammer 40K Battle for at, at Mueller, or Atuna, or Altuna, something like that, for the, for the PSP. Now, you do have a PSP, I presume. No. Oh, well, okay. Well, you can admire the box. Yeah, I'm just going to look at it and, <laughs> and see how great it is. <laughs> Well, I think we're done. <laughs> Did yes. we beat that one with a stick? <laughs> now that we uh, know what Bruce's shopping habits are going to be for the next week. I'm also buying John Dark. You know you're not. I did. Did you? That's also, I don't know if you know this, Bruce, that's also for the PSP. I know, exactly. I'm going to collect all these PSP games, and then one of these days I'm going to find like a PSP in the trash. And I'm be like, yes, I have all these games <laughs> Also, make sure you. You'll have a very a, good chance of finding a PSP in the trash. Yeah, those get tossed. Also, make sure you buy a Patapon Two. Yes. Yes. What about the original? If, see, if I, here's the problem: I played Patapon Two. I don't know, like, like what happened in like the original. Like, why are they doing things? It catches you up. You get caught up in the opening little cutscene. You're, really? You're but then I, I Although just, you know I, what? There, there are returning characters. Yeah. Uh -oh. see, that's Matter the thing. Story problem. I, just, I was feel uncomfortable playing them until I kind of got to know them in the original game. I feel yeah. it'd be presumptuous. And the villain from the original game, there's a little bit more nuance apparently to him yeah. that you find well, out in yeah. Upon 2. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of the new political reality we live in. Yeah, it's more... You learn to love him like you do the zombies. Am I the only one playing Patapon 2? Are you guys just humoring me? Or are you no, guys no, no, playing I'm playing Patapon 2. I don't even know what that is. Okay. We talked about Patapon it last 2. Week. Yeah, it's a, it's a music slash strategy slash casual slash hardcore strategy game. So it's all of those is that the game? I didn't quite get it last time. Is that the game where you have to do something to the tune of like uh, Emperor of the Fading Sun soundtrack? Pretty much. I don't think except it's Pata 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 Pond. Yeah. Pond Pond Pata Pond. Yeah. Sweet. Perfect. Okay. You can pretend you're John Williams leading right. an army of musicians into battle. Nice. So, so let's tease next week's episode, or do we even know what we're doing yet? Next week, we hope to have the re. Tom versus Bruce versus Troy versus Julian uh, multiplayer yes, we'll game. We will talk about uh, why we won, why we lost, and why Bruce is a liability and whatever team he's on. Say goodbye, right. everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.